authentic. Hashtag authentic. What's it mean to be authentic? Everybody's talking about being authentic connection and hashtag authentic. It's trending these days, but what's it really mean to be authentic? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. 52 Weeks of Hope, this is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their message of hope after overcoming challenges their own. And today we are talking about being authentic and having that authentic connection. I was talking to a friend of mine last night, telling her, I said, I'm going to record. She was telling me she was enjoying different episodes and that she's been kind of binge listening and how she enjoyed Dominique's Zendax episode on auras and things like that. But anyway, I was telling her about, I had just flown back. I was pretty brain dead. I just got back from Boston for friends and family weekend. I guess I don't want to call it parents weekend anymore. Anyway, and I was telling her about how I really divulged some personal information to a few people. And I didn't know why I did, but what ensued and I, how I was going to talk about it on the podcast, because it is through these authentic conversations that you end up with incredible conversations. And you want to keep in touch with people after that when they start divulging their personal information too. And she told me about being on a ship with a lot of people and this really random man shared with her. He said, I feel really compelled to tell you something. And he told her something personal. And she said, I don't know why he told me this. And I wouldn't have been open to it a year ago. But at that moment, it was something she was going through or had just been through and they connected and they've been in touch ever since. And this story she told me, it stayed with me all night. I can't wait to text her or talk to her. And because that's exactly what it just, I had shared with her what happened to me, with me in Boston, which I'm about to tell you. And I just love those kind of connections. So being hashtag authentic may be trending, but it is how we connect. It's those kind of bonding experiences that I love. And I don't want to talk about name, rank, and serial number, what the weather is or how traffic is. That stuff doesn't fill me up. It just doesn't do anything. So it's when we have these real conversations that we get to have that authentic connection. It's how communities are created and, and bonding and friendship happens. So I am in Boston for Parents Weekend, and I'm at this thing just for there were just parents there. And I'm in my head thinking nobody's been through the kinds of things I've been through in this particular room and I don't fit in. And I'm just in the self-judging mode or judging other people, whatever it was. I was in my own kind of, I have nothing in common with these people and that kind of not fitting in. I'm different, just that kind of mode. And afterwards, I went up to talk to the dean of the school my son's in, and there was a little bit of a wait, and I ended up talking to these other parents who I normally wouldn't maybe have talked to, or they were actually just moms. And we end up talking, and I talked to this one mom, and for some reason, I divulged to her something I never would have because we were just talking, and I said, you know what? My son won't let him come up to won't let me come up to his dorm room, which I don't know why I told her that. 
because I was it was full of shame that he won't let me come up and see his dorm, which was absurd to me. And I think it reflects badly on me. Like, what's wrong with me that my son won't even let me come up to his dorm? And they don't let parents come up their security. And I was really having a hard time with the fact. To me, it was just strange, weird. What do you mean you won't let me come up to your dorm room and see it? what it's like now I moved you in. Anyway, we moved you in and I want to meet your roommates. And the whole thing was just bizarre to me. And I told this mom, I don't know. And she said, my daughter won't let me come up and see hers either. And she would never have told me that if I didn't tell her that my son won't let me. And it's that kind of stuff that I was holding inside that by telling somebody, she told me, I mean, who knows? We may have been the only two people at the entire school that happened to, or maybe the entire room that was happening. I have no idea. But to me, it was a source of total shame. And I shared it and it released some of it. And I was able then later to have a good conversation with my son about it instead of like, what are you hiding? <laughs> He's not that kind of kid to hide anything. But I started thinking, what is really going on? But we had a good conversation about it. And I get it. it. It's fine. It's not about that. It's about the fact that I talked about something I normally would not have because suddenly it's about me, not him or whatever. And we had this great conversation. And we met up later at an event because it was in Boston. It was so we went to a hockey game. And I met up with her and her daughter and me and my son and the daughter and her daughter and my son. They went walking way ahead. And she and I start talking. And I divulge more personal information. I don't know why. And it's stuff I've talked about. It's not so personal because I've talked about it on the podcast. Nobody cares. That's the other thing. When I divulge this personal stuff, I have learned nobody cares. You guys probably don't even give it a second thought. And yet I'm cringing in the background going, oh my God, I just talked about that on the podcast. Nobody has ever come back and said a word to me. But here I am walking with this person I met telling her something that I normally would not tell someone I've just met at all. And it, she ended up confiding things to me that I normally, I'm sure people that have just met would not tell each other. And we bonded and had this great conversation and uh, it'll help the kids. And, you know, everybody's been through something. I think I'm so terminally unique. Everyone has been through stuff. We are a resilient species. It's shown to me again and again and again. And anyway, so this is what I told my friend Jocelyn, and she shared with me about a story. Everyone has stories. Everyone has been through stuff. And by being authentic, real, and sharing whatever it is, you end up having these great conversations, but not just that, these great connections and friendships ensue. I can't wait to see this mom again. I feel like flying where she lives or if she's in LA, hopefully she'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be staying in touch. There's no question. And the kids will get together and it just, the conversations and connection that it this produces, and this is how communities are formed. And it's an amazing experience. So that's what authenticity is. And that's what is produced by this. We all want to belong. We all want to connect. Oprah said that every single guest, no matter, it could have been even the Obamas, it didn't matter who it was, they all said, how did I do? Everyone wants to be liked and connect and to belong. So 
it doesn't matter who it is, how big they are. Everyone wants that sense of belonging. And this is how we do it by telling our truth instead of keeping it in. You don't have to tell on a podcast, <laughs> but even one-on-one, -on -one, instead of trying to look good or be perfect, to just say what's really going on. And that is how you get to have those kinds of connections. I was on the plane coming home and I saw it flash on a screen, the war in Ukraine. And I thought if everybody, if if we knew the story, if one soldier to another knew the story of what was going on in each one, if they started talking to each other about their home life, they wouldn't be able to fight each other. Nobody would be able to fight. If you just start talking one human to another, instead of in hiding in their uniforms, it just wouldn't be happening. It all just from up there in the plane, I just saw so clearly if if everyone knew each other's stories, nobody would be fighting. <laughs> anyway, I know that's quite an aside. So the other thing about being authentic, it's a lot easier to do when you're using your inner voice to guide yourself. And I talk about this a lot, I know, but if you just close your eyes and get quiet, set a timer for three to five minutes and just breathe, concentrate on the in-breath and the out-breath, the in-breath and the out breath, that's it. Just the in and the out breath. If, and it's okay if your head's going, it doesn't matter. Or if you journal and do things like that, that's how you can get in touch with the inner voice. And if there's something that you wanna figure out, ask the question while you're being quiet for those three to five minutes. Just ask yourself a question inside in your head while you're, and then wait for an answer. And that's how you can listen for your inner voice and for the right answer. And you can stay true to yourself and your own inner voice and your inner guidance. And it allows you to be more authentic and more your own true self when you're taking those moments. Take it once in the morning, once at night, three times a day, whatever it is, whatever works for you. That'll allow you to get more clarity and confidence. And then you feel better about being your authentic self. So take those moments and journaling and meditation really are the best ways to stay true to your own authentic voice. And if you're feeling self-doubt, burned out, alone in that place where you're painfully uncomfortable in your skin and you need some oomph, you need to work yourself up, do affirmations. Look in the mirror, tell yourself how great you're doing. And it all passes. Everything passes. This is all the more reason to let somebody know how you're doing, to share authentically with somebody else. When I was really in my dark night of the soul, I made sure my best friend knew where I was. And I got outside and I just put one foot in front of another. And I, I love Amanda's episode where she talks about just get up and do the dishes. Just little simple things, but talk about it. Let people know where you're at because it passes. Everything passes. And that whole FOMO that and, and everybody else has it better, it's not true. It just isn't. I was in that room looking at all these other people and they don't. They don't. I found out one more time. People used to say to me, I I would joke with my, I mean, I say joke, but my friend Jill, whose husband committed suicide, and people would say to her, oh, you're doing so amazing because she was going to work. She has two kids. And I would look at her and I said, like, we have a choice. I mean, here I was raising two kids also. There's no choice. You have to go to work every day. She had to show up. And uh, I totally got it. She, 
I mean, the kids went to therapy. She went to therapy. Everybody, I mean, here we are. I don't know. I mean, I guess we're five years. I can't remember how long it is since Jonathan took his life. But, and look, she's written op-eds in the New York Times. I understand that this is a mental illness, but there's no choice. So you have to keep going. You have to show up. Everybody doesn't have to have that dramatic a story, but everybody has something and you get through it. You just do. And everyone gets through things in their own timeline. Everyone has their own path. It's just very true that everyone has their own path. So that whole uncomfortable in your skin and, oh, I don't, I don't like myself today or whatever it is. If you really pay attention and are mindful, that feeling doesn't last the whole day. It's parts of the day. Maybe for 15 minutes, you feel like that. And then you're okay if you pay attention and you're mindful. So look for the good. Look for the parts that are really working in your life because whatever you focus on grows. It really is true. And you're really doing great. Everyone's doing great. Everyone has a unique handprint. You are put on this earth for a reason. You have a purpose. And if you're not sure what that purpose is, write what it is that you really really want to do? What lights you up? What brings you joy? What makes you feel the magic of life? Go outside. If you usually walk one direction, walk a different one. They say brush your teeth with a different hand or do things a little bit different. You can get back to the positive momentum of life. It doesn't have to take a long time and you don't. it doesn't do any good to beat yourself up for whatever part of life you're in. You can stop the backward slide though. You absolutely can. You can get back to that empowered, magical feeling. So I've given a few different tools and tips, but being authentic and letting people know exactly where you're at is a first step. And it allows people in and it creates bonding and connection and it helps people want to be around you. So at least that's definitely been my experience so far. And it just happened again this weekend. It happened again last night when I was talking to Jocelyn. Like, I can't wait to call her up again. I can't wait to talk to this mom again that I just met. And you get to feel grateful and confident, fulfilled, happy, back in the magic of life. So if that's not enough of a reason to want to be your authentic self, I I don't know what is. So remember, focus on the good. Stay in touch with your true authentic self and try to take those three to five minutes to pause. God is in the pause, you know, whatever you want to call God. So it could just be the energy of life. It's one syllable. So it's easier for me to just use the term God, but um, whatever, if, if you've got negative connotations with it, hopefully that doesn't put you off. Anyway, this was so much fun talking to you about being authentic. If you've got any comments or anything you want to add, I would love to hear. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you the messages of authenticity, connection, and to pause. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Remember when stinking thinking starts up for you to replace a negative for a positive thought and to visualize your biggest dreams because you're going to get there. We each have our own path. Focus on the good, surround yourself with positive people and practice positive self-talk. Get outside when you can. If you're on the email list, I give confidence suggestions and why compare and despair is never a good idea. Be kind to yourself this week. Give yourself patience and compassion that you'd give to a friend or to your dog. 
And be sure to tune in next week for another empowering episode all about how to live abundantly, authentically, and mindfully. Learn how to get rid of that empty, something's missing feeling, and learn how to tap into your inner joy and feel the magic of life again. It's a great episode. That's next week. Be sure to get on the email list so you don't miss anything. Just go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com. It's an easy way to get on the list. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.